place where your love is shared the same For the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Where the no further friends, the adventure never ends We will save the world somehow In Sunspots Comics Town This episode of the Sunspots Comics Podcast is brought to you by our sponsor, Pop Up Tea. Check out their huge, mungus, ginormical selection of nerdy, fun t-shirts at popuptea.com. They have a shirt for every nerdy thing you could possibly think of. I'm serious. Use the promotional code SUNSPOTSCOMICS and you'll get 25% off of any shirt order on popuptea.com. Even the clearance stuff, which is already so low in price. But go and check them out and thank you to our sponsor, Pop Up Tea. Go check them out at popuptea.com. Aloha, this is Chris Latori. I am your host here of the Sunspots Comics Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you and your loved ones are happy and healthy and safe and wearing masks and wearing gloves and drinking lots of fluids and just staying safe at home. And you're in for a treat. We've flipped the script. There's a buddy of mine here, Michael Norris. Him and I decided to review volume ones of some classic comics, some just recent comics, some new stuff, some old stuff. We take turns, so it's like a little comic book club thing. It's a ton of fun. We do the first one we ever we review here is IDW's October Faction, volume one. So check it out. IDW's The October Faction, volume number one. This is written by Steve Niles and Damian Warm. Remember when uh, we met Steve Niles at that con? Uh, what what con was that? The Toy Con. I do not re- I do not remember meeting Steve Niles. Yeah, remember he was there. He was we promoting uh, Frankenstein Alive Alive, the last bit of work oh, from yeah. Bernie Wrightson. Yes, I do remember that now. So that was that con, like in Pasadena, I want to say. That was, little one, huh? Yeah, it was mostly toys. It was, that, but, it was that little tiny one. Yeah, I so he was the last... Uh, Steve Niles was the last human being to work with Bernie Wrightson before he died. Well, is it because he killed him? Yes, he murdered him. To, re- and, uh, he re- to reanimate his corpse. Correct. That is all correct. And yeah. I, I solved the murder, by the way. I got full credit for it, which is pretty cool. Excellent. I <laughs> noticed you're wearing your Sherlock Holmes hat there. Yep. Elementary, my dear Watson. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not a big fan of Steve Niles. You know, it, those two bits of his work is kind of all I know. Um, it, maybe if you threw a few more out there, I'd go, oh, yeah. Um, there's 30 uh, Days Night it? or 28 Days Night. I did not read or that doesn't – I didn't gravitate to it. I did not like that. I tried that. Um, there was another one. Like, was it Monsterology? Oh, yeah. That's there right. There was that one. And then was, there was one with, like, some, like, ghost that was part of that. That monsterology group. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Those weren't bad. I guess I'm not the biggest fan of him either. I did really love Frankenstein Alive Alive, though. See, I regret. I don't think I read Frankenstein Alive Alive. Oh, dude, that's right in your wheelhouse. It's. Is it? it yeah, it's really, really good. It's, it's um, he makes a little bit more mobile, you know, a little more intelligent kind of Frankenstein, but uh, it's all huh. black and white, and you know, it's just it's drawn so beautifully and you know, it's Bernie Wrightson in there doing it. You should definitely check out Frankenstein. He signed a copy. Makes him look a little, little like a little swamp thing in there. I'd be all on board. Right. A little younger, a little hipper, a little more muscular, a little slimmer, right. Version. 
He's like the 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 crow, the the, the body of like the crow, James O'Barr version, Frankenstein. He's all, he's all neat emo then. Yeah, a little emo. You're right. Yeah, a little emo. Let's see. I'm I'm putting. I just plugged the old Steve Niles into the comicsology. I'll see what comes up. But nice. Okay, that doesn't have to stop us. And Damien Worm. I'm not familiar with his stuff. Um, there's some. He you know he definitely has some photo reference stuff. You did you feel it? Yeah. You can just feel I it. I felt it. He reminded me of the other guy that Steve Niles works with, which was on Thirty Days a Night. Yes. Which isn't clicking in that right now. Uh, the other one that I liked was the Mystery Society. Okay. That was that one's a really good one. It's on there too. What is this? Uh, ben Templesmith. Right. That's that's the other guy that he works with. That this reminded me very much of that kind of that paint quality, a little bit of the uh, um, the heavy inks, you know, a little bit of the wash. Yeah, yes. that's it's it's good. He has a, a style though that Damien Worm that threw me off a little bit, like in the first. Uh, so as I'm I'm looking at the first few pages of October Faction. He does a uh, sort of transparency to characters that are far away. Okay. And I initially, even that, that kid he meets that looks like Archie, he's wearing the Letterman jacket, he's yes. got red hair. He's just sort of transparent and kind of comes through a wall. Yeah. And, and because of his, because of that, just his style, I had to kind of like, uh, is he, is, you know, is this just kind of cool looking art with a little transparency or is he literally a ghost walking through the wall? So it kind of, it gave me a, a bit of pause for a sec. To figure it out, yeah, because I'm like, all right, well, is this the, you know, this is this the world we that they're establishing quickly? He can see ghosts, you know, and it's just kind of like you don't know that right off the bat. It's not a given. I knew nothing about this going in, so oh, yeah, uh, I had no idea. Which this rolled out in 2014, yeah, October 2014 was the first single issue that came out yeah. of October Faction. And so I, you know, his art style does that a couple times. I'm like, oh, is that a ghost? And then there's other times you'll see later on. He just kind of transparencies a couple characters a little, and then you're like, wait a minute, is that a ghost too? No, it's not. They're not ghosts. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so the so the um, son Alan, because I'm bad with first names. That's who we first see, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Alan's son. I can't, I can't tell you any of their names. We'll go with Alan's son, daughters, or you know, daughter Alan. Wife Allen, <laughs> Mr. Allen. <laughs> so, yes, he is the first one we see, and it's a weird intro. Just looking at it. Yeah, it is weird. You're like, he sees his mom with this other, with a, with a gentleman. At that point, you're like, is that his dad? You don't know. But they seem to just be ignoring yeah. him because he seemed to be three feet away. <laughs> right? They're just like ignoring yeah. him. And he's like, ugh size because he's that age so that's all they do is sigh mm-hmm. a lot <laughs> roll their eyes well he's like 19 he can't be that he's not that young yeah you don't know yet you know i, th- I th- kind of thought initially maybe he's in high school i don't know maybe he's a high school kid yeah you find out a page two later that he's a year out of high school okay i buy that and yeah, you know initially it, doesn't it have this um like a umbrella academy feel to it did you read that yeah, yeah, well, you know, part of it is the way he's dressed. It looks like their uniform. Yeah, and it also has that sort of dark, uh, that wet brown watercoloring thing in the background. That yes. That reminds which, me of, too. Which is cool, but on the other side, I get tired of that. It's used too often. It's dreary. Yeah. 
It has that dreary effect. But then, boom, we hit, we're hit with this splash of this flashback of this ghost, of Archie Ghost. <laughs> he, has, he has a letter A in his, on his Letterman jacket as well, so we'll call him and Archie. And he's a redhead, just <laughs> yeah. like Archie. Or he have, uh, clearly it defines that he uh, died in a car crash, sort of? He did not. His friends did. Right. He is the lone survivor. How is he dead, then? Is he a survivor? He's not dead. He's not he's dead? Haunted. He's haunted by his friends. So you're saying in panel one where he's almost completely transparent and seems like he's walking he, through a wall, he is not dead? No, he is leaning against a wall. Okay. You, you see what I'm talking he is about, leaning, right? Yep, I see exactly. He's leaning against a wall. He's just kind of muted in there. And yeah, he kind of looks dead. Right? And in panel four, it's like he um, he solidifies a bit, but still yes. transparent. Yeah, because after that, he's solid. Every yeah. other time you see him, he's so, a very solid. So you can understand you're with me as far as then that, that, that you know, that can be confusing? I, yes. And what I'll, see, and I didn't notice that. But what I will tell you is when we get to another panel, I'll show you an example of where I think it's just this guy's art style okay. to do that. But yeah, dark, right? Dreary. And you're like, okay. And then you got this red where the car accident happens. I still in my mind at this point, because in the next panel after the car accident, he's transparent yeah. again. And our and uh, son Alan is not, clearly not transparent. But he kind of is, right? Panel yeah. five. <laughs> Archie's, <Yeah>. Archie's ghost. <laughs> so I was a little thrown off by that. Maybe I was looking a little too deeply into it at that moment. But I thought it was there establishing he can see dead people. So I was I was going with that at first. Well, because then when you get to the next page, there's some really dead people there that he sees. <laughs> so, I mean, it can't be like various grades of dead. Oh, this guy's been dead longer than this one, so he's a little bit more transparent. I swear I, I totally thought that. I'm like, he's fresh dead. Like, maybe I thought he was... <laughs> I, I honestly, in my mind, I was thinking... He died, like, on the operating table. Like, they were working on him. He was hanging in there for a long time, and he just died. Well, the other piece that I think of is that he mentions that he lost a scholarship. Well, a dead guy, it's not like this, they would mail him a letter saying, ooh, you lost your scholarship because you're dead. Good point. I you thought know, maybe he, he didn't know he was dead. You know how that happens. Yeah, yeah, and it could be. <laughs> but I was, I'm just thinking they would have officially notified him, and that's how he knew he lost his scholarship. True. But I he just could thought... Be, he could be an angry ghost. Right? I was building this whole other character with him, and now you're saying he's alive, so it changes a lot of it for me right there. <laughs> I think he's well, and I never caught into the Archie uh, parallel there. Oh, but, okay. uh, oh my that, gosh. That makes sense. Completely. But I didn't pay enough attention to him because, I'll be honest, it kind of, I checked out right away with that kid, both the kids, because it's like, okay, really? You have the, the gay teenager and then the jock who's bullying him. Who you know is secretly gay, right? You know, <laughs> yeah. that, that's that's where my head went to automatically. And uh, it's just like, okay, I, I don't really care about this conversation. I didn't in, get interested again until you get to the panel where he's haunted by his three buddies. Yeah, okay. I gotcha. I, though in my mind, I was building a different character, so I was all in. I was like, well, he speaks to dead people. Oh. <laughs> this guy's freshly dead. <laughs> Archie has just recently died. He, you know, He doesn't know he's dead. And then he's, yeah. he's just got these haunts. But, you know, I think I, I always do this. Uh, I, maybe you do, too. On issue number ones of anything, I, I'm a little more hyper-focused. Oh, <laughs> I, I read them so fast. I don't, I, I, I don't even pay that close attention. It really has to grab my attention to want me to do it. 
And what I've actually been doing now is taking screenshots of pages I like just because it's like, you know what? I need to pay a little bit more attention to these things because what's the point of just consuming them if you're not paying attention? You're I, I, 100%, man. So I've, I've always been the very opposite. Issues number ones, especially, as and you know the comic book business, there's 4,000 issue number ones that come out every month. Well, not anymore, sadly, which is weird. Yeah. But I, it's got to really grasp me. I got to hyper focus. I got to sort of break down stuff. It's got to really entice me to read the second one. And if it doesn't, you know, 80% of them, 90%, I bounce. So so I'm I'm always really hyper focused on issue number one. But See, uh, they... I think you need to at least read through issue two because issue one are it's the same thing every time. They're always just set up, and it's it's so varying degrees. And that's even kind of the issue I have with this is it just doesn't have enough content in it. This is yeah. a very pretty book, but there's not enough content in it. I find myself as I get older, I lead I I, I lean more towards the art really connecting with me, and the story I'll give mm-hmm. a little break. You know, I, I feel like it used to be. Almost dead. No, I take that back. Like when I first started reading comics, it was more story based, right? For me. Yes. And then as I get older, I'm like, I lean toward, I was you know, leaning towards the middle and then kind of where yep. I am now is like, man, I just want it to really be beautiful and appealing to my eyes mostly. And so I'm like 60, 40 now. I'll let a story go. There's some comics I'm reading now where the story's like, eh, but it's gorgeous. Yeah. It, but it has to be really, has to be something very interesting. And like, I like this art in here, but there's nothing, and yeah, you've probably not seen a lot of books nowadays that look like this, but honestly, the first thing I thought of when it was um, Batman Arkham Asylum. Okay. It's the same kind of wash look, you know. It's yeah, very dark, dreary. Dark and just washed and stylized, and it's like, I like that, but it didn't, nothing in it stand, was standing out to me at all. You know, I feel like I've seen a hundred of these like this. Yeah. You know what first page stood out to me, believe it or not, was uh, Professor Allen standing there with the uh, chalkboard behind him of every monster imaginable, written yeah, in written in that's chalk. That's a pretty cool one. Yeah. That kind of grabbed me there. I was like, "That's the symmetry of it." It had, you know, three columns, and he's centered there as the professor, and he's wearing a, you know, ch- just a chiseled suit, and mm-hmm. it just seems like, uh, you know, real chalk writing on a board. And I, was, I found myself just lingering over looking at all these. I'm like, okay, Kraken, Kaiju, Merman. And then I'm like, Kamatachi. And I'm, let me go look that up. Clickety click. And then I'm all Rokurobuki. What the heck? And I'm, and I'm so I'm, I'm, I was kind of enjoying that. I was, did you find yourself kind of Googling some of these monsters? I just looked at it for the first time. I told you, I, <laughs> I shoot through these things so fast. And there's nothing that really gets me. And like, I'm, I'm looking through this list. And it's like, okay. I'm trying to find one that I haven't. Yeah, eighty percent you know, of these you'll know. I'm trying to find one. Oh yeah, I, on, on it's sad to admit, but I probably know more than that. I know what a kappa is, a kitsune I don't know, and a tenkinki. Uh-huh. Yeah, the last Sounds part good. when they get to the Japanese ones, I don't know until they get to the possessed and Medusa. <laughs> So, yeah, so I had to look some of these up. I was like, you didn't even notice the wall. That's funny. See, I'm focused on the art. You're looking for content. That's cool, though. That's where we yin and yang each other. We uh, Different things appeal to each other, you know? You would think I'd be paying. See, what drew me to read this was the art and the premise. That's why I picked it. I was like, ooh, nice. okay, this is a little bit on the spooky side, you know, and the art looks cool enough to want to, like, glance through it. And after that, I just kind of moved on. I got to say, I probably... I paid attention to the cover, 
And actually, let's go back to the cover real quick. Beautiful the piece cover. that's interesting to me, it is. It's the Adams family. Look at Mr. Allen. It's the Adams family. Mr. Allen. Where's Lurch? He looks like, like Mike. <laughs> he looks like Michael Keaton to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, I, I can see that. I didn't think of it earlier, but yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah. But I saw the Adams family and just the the layout of it oh, right yeah. in my mind. Or uh, I keep the on other call one. it Daughter Wednesday. Yeah. And it bothers me that the wife is a blonde because it's like, no, no, you need to be having black hair and wear a black dress, not <laughs> blonde and red dress. Right. And did you because notice you she's sitting with a screen, giant bottle she's... of poison sitting on her lap? She's got poison just... Did not even pay attention to that. See, that's how much I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> not that I didn't enjoy it, but I didn't care to look at that level of detail. <laughs> well, then I'll point out something else. Just look at the rope they're holding in their hands. What what you know? What young adult just stands around holding on a rope? <laughs> well, did you even see the chair? Just kind of looking at it now, the chair's got spider legs. Yes, I saw that, yeah. But That's funny. Did, did you you didn't see the rope? They're just holding on to rope. Just no. Doesn't look uh, devious no, because, at all. Let's just walk. Let's so, take a family picture with rope in our hands. <laughs> here's the problem: is I already tore it down analytically. Okay, so the red <laughs> is the focal point, right? That's why her chair's red, her dress is red. You mm-hmm. got the red candles to kind of balance it out a little bit. Mm-hmm. That gold rope is to lead your eye around him and over to the girl, who then has bright spots of white, who then kind of leads you to. Mr. Allen, and then to the photo in the back. Yep. So that's right. I I broke it down technically in that. I was like, okay, I understand what they did. Real simple. Keep moving. Nice. Yeah, it's Schindler's List, right? Yeah. It's the washing out of colors and then the red dress. You're looking at the girl with the red dress, aren't you? Matrix. Exactly. It's the Matrix. <laughs> now, the, the one thing I do find interesting, I don't know what in the frame in the upper right corner what that symbol is. I know what the other three symbols are. But that one in the upper right corner, I don't know what that is. No, you mean the one that looks like a sickle? Yeah, it looks like a backward Z. No, it looks like a Z, but it's got like a line through the middle. So what you're talking? Yeah, probably same thing we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's. I didn't think it was anything but just sort of artistic framing. Because look how it lays, uh, sort of on both sides. It almost frames it perfectly. Well, except for the one down in the bottom left is an Egyptian symbol. It's a very goth candelabra, right? Yeah. yeah. So, but maybe you're so, right. Maybe it is to, a symbol. Sorry to derail that and go back to the beginning, but no, all right, like so it. we were on the classroom. I like it. I like it. Oh, yeah. Okay, so uh, that's the first panel that caught my attention because, like I said, I was looking up some that I didn't know, and there's like, you know, I knew about 80% of them, but there's a bunch in here I didn't know. The Japanese stuff, um, you know, what's a satir, S-A-T. There's just a bunch. So I was like, oh, I'll a Google satyr? some of these. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. So, I Okay. And then the next panel has the professor's head is transparent for one second. That's, is he dead? Maybe he's dead. So what I was going to tell you, I think it's just his art style because I thought yeah. the same thing. It's like, why is his head transparent? <laughs> you know, when I do this once on Zombie Destroyers, I uh, there's a picture where um, one of the characters looks at a picture on the wall. And I, uh-huh. and I did it from a back of the head perspective. So I made his head transparent. Uh, and then... And then kind of didn't like that after I designed it. I was like, well, I don't, I don't really. So I, I, you know, even from my own comic, I didn't care for it. <laughs> yeah, it's a weird technique. I mean, it's a technique, but it's a weird one. So yeah. Um, but I will tell you, the next page is where I finally paid attention. Oh, okay. And it's it's that panel with the the screen behind them and the two below. Mm, okay. Where it's okay. got the pictures of the Wolfman and Nosferatu and. You know, it's like okay, those are those are interesting, and then the 
the ghost Frankenstein behind the kid and then like the, the creeper. Yeah. Just the, the shadow. The, the shadow behind the girl, yeah. Yeah. And then I thought to myself, she that, has no chest whatsoever. Is she a ghost? <laughs> you were just hoping for ghosts. And I don't think, I mean, other than the kids seeing ghosts, I don't think there's a lot of ghosts in this. <laughs> Did you know in, in Europe when they released this, it was just called Everyone is Dead and They're All Ghosts? It's not called the oh, October Oh, is that what Faction. it was? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so, you know. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> Oh, but I did reading it though. I did think he was just. I get that he's an expert. I get that he gets a lot of um, flack for you know kind of people questioning what he's teaching and stuff, and the kids thinking it's an easy A. Yeah. Um, and I so I took a class like this in college, but it was about aliens. And they asked that same question at the end of the semester. You're going to know the truth whether aliens do exist. Hmm. And really, it was a class that I followed the PowerPoint on. Got the, it's one of the easiest A's. I've, all you had to do was copy what was on the PowerPoint on the test, and mm-hmm. you were good. So, I get this. Nice. Yeah, I, it's I, I felt that it was felt very real at that point, right? You're just like, okay, this is people commenting on him and and establishing yeah. that world as something you know it, it feels real, has gravity. Yes. But the next panel after that. I immediately kind of extra tuned in as well because uh, the professor's way younger and he's wearing a mask. I mean, it just felt very yeah. comic booky. It takes this turn, right? And this is actually, I like the art throughout, but yes, I thought this was fun because now this, this actually reminded me more of the Umbrella Academy and Hellboy kind of yeah. mixed. Mm-hmm. Totally. And that, you know, they're, they're shooting guns at vampires, which, you know, we, uh, you know, a little bit of the uh, how are they killing them came into my mind for just a second, you know. Silver um, bullets. <laughs> okay. You know, I'm just saying, we're, are we establishing <laughs> that? You know how the, you know, vampire yeah. rules vary from every, from everything, right? Mm-hmm. All the vampire rules from everything from sparkly vampires to, you know, every, in every inclination, right? You always kind of wonder, yeah. I do, what's the vampire rules here that we're establishing? Okay. You know, maybe he's got garlic bullets or, you know, you know, what is he? <laughs> you always yeah, wonder what, got. where they go with this. And then a uh, very photo referencey car coming through and just uh, in the next panel. And it's just full oh, yeah. on comic fun though, right? The car is coming towards us. You got bam, blam, 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 blam. And you got him just, you know, firing off at, at, at vampires. They fly. I just love that panel. So a piece that I thought about as he's kind of reading that, and yeah, that panel is great. And as you're reading it, he asks his his friend Lucas, you want a drink? And he's just, just water. You know, I look at it, and I kind of read it backwards. Like, he's going to give him water to test him to make sure he's not a monster, uh, a vampire or something. Hmm. I, I took it another way that led me to kind of, uh, for me to get uh, kind of guessed, guessed right, which was that maybe he's uh, testing his sobriety, you know? Because mm-hmm. he does mention that he snorted the rest of his money of, up his nose, so he's yep. got he's got yep. you know a, a addiction problem. So I kind of thought, how about a drink? And he's like, no, nah, just water. He's like testing, you know, the level of his you, sobriety. I don't think you find that out until for a couple more pages. No, it's right below it. It's the panel below it. He's oh, is like, it? Okay. Yeah, he's like snorted the rest up my nose. And I was like, oh, okay, it's right there in the got panel it. below that. So I, I kind of guessed right. I was like, maybe he's testing his sobriety because they're really good friends. But I liked it. It all felt organic, right? Like a real friendship, like a, a good way to establish these characters. You're like, okay. Yeah. But the other piece I questioned, black and white means that happened a long time ago. So I knew something was up because Lucas didn't age. 
and Mr. Allen is old. He's an old man. Yep. So it's like, okay. all right. So some, and that's why I thought he was testing him with holy, holy water. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, why didn't he age? I mean, you find out very quickly why he didn't age. Right, but no, it was a subtle cue because like his beard color was the same, right? It's just like he didn't. Yep. He didn't age, so I thought we were leading that that somewhere with that too, and yeah, pleasantly yeah. Uh, pleasantly happy with that turn. He's a he's a werewolf. Yeah, which I much they don't a lot of times in these kind of books they turn to vampires as the easy one mm -hmm. because they're a little bit more human, but it's kind of nice that he was a he turned into a werewolf, and I will say I actually like the art in this section a lot. I don't know. It, it kind of spoke to me a bit more. Oh, yeah. Maybe because it's, it's not as muddy. Yeah, you're right. It, it does go clear, especially in the flashbacks, right? That We get rid of that, that brown, um, watercolor-y, uh, you know, uh, wet parchment look in a lot of it. Yeah. And went to yeah. just black and whites. And then his panel work, right? They, they love it. He's very creative with his panel work. That separation where there's kind of a transition to where the werewolves are coming closer going from further yep. away to close by is a separating part of the panel. I dug that. Yeah. With the eyes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, it wasn't it nice. It was like, okay, we're, we're kind of going into this Adams family comic. And then we, then we kind of go right into sort of superhero -y stuff. And we've got all the monster mm -hmm. elements. Like I already like where this is going and the establishment of like two good friends. And it's many years later and they're referencing, you know, being monster hunters. I like, well, it's interesting to me the the car, and the house, the car to me looks like Ash's car from Army of Darkness, Evil Dead. Yeah. And the house that they pull up to with the werewolves looks like the Bates house. Yeah, totally. Has the same yeah. like kind of center archway that's yep. higher at the middle. It looks exactly like the, the Bates motel or Bates house, I mean. Yeah. Yep. So there's a lot of familiar tropes, a lot of familiar horror tropes, but it was fine, right? Yeah, it was pretty good. And I thought that, uh, you know, going back into the very, yeah, Umbrella Academy kind of comic booky past, um, I liked that they had uh, initially had some, some booty traps. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, I love the suit on that guy, too. Oh, that yeah. That checkered suit. Or that, uh, sorry, polka dot. Yeah, he kind of gives you this know. Joker vibe to him immediately, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Or the old man that's in Phantasm. That's what it looks like, sort of. He, he does look like that. Uh -huh. But what's interesting is he used photo real. I'm just zooming in now. There's photos in that panel. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at and one. And they are photos. They're actual photos. You're right. Like 1800s. If you pay attention yeah. to everything when you think about it, all the photo referencing pictures, all of the sort of gargoyles, and everything around these homes, there's little details there that are nice little kind of horror monster, you know, like little, little cues here and there, little cool little artifacts. Yeah. I like that. And yeah. you're right, he uses, like, pictures of people from the 1800s on the walls. Yeah. Yeah, and there, you know, later on when we get to see the, uh, you know, the Adams family home, it's just full of all that horror decor. Oh, yeah. I'll call it horror-core. <laughs> horror-core-core. <laughs> but right. uh, good job of, of a first issue just kind of grabbing you and getting you in there and being interesting and i like the the sort of color palette change and more of the like what you mentioned the 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 fade to red um almost towards the end of the issue and i do believe it's yeah. their house the allen's house right and it's just these these that bright blood red. red wallpaper throughout the place with the red carpets and everything yeah let's see i was getting to that point 
Well, before, yeah, yeah, you're right. It is very much right in their house. And mm-hmm. that is just a jump straight to the Adams family house. I mean, that's what that is. Yeah. yeah. 100%. It's, it's almost like the Adams grew up. Yeah. You know? Sure. Or um, these are like the, their cousins. You know, they're still the Adams, but it's like the. It's they're, their... <laughs> they're the Allens. You know, they're the, the Adams of the, uh, of the North. You there know? you go. <laughs> Allens of the North. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we will call them. That is what they will be. That's what they'll be. So um, great cliffhanger at the end of the issue. We'll jump there because look, we're we're only on issue one um, of of leading us towards the the wife and that they have sort of a, a sort of a separation. They haven't been in the same room together for a long time. You're seeing like maybe a bunch of family issues here, and uh, you know things that are separating the family. But I think the core of this, as we go along later, is this strong family unit. Yeah. But see, and I get so, that's the other problem is I get so tired of that family broken trope. Yeah, I get it. They're going to build it back. But it's like, can't it be a good family? Right. It's not, I'm surprised the dad's not dead. I mean, if it was a Disney movie, he'd be dead. Oh, yes. In, you in know? a matter of seconds. One of the mom or, mom or dad would be dead. Yeah. Um, a piece I did find interesting is the, so everybody seems to have something. Right. The, the you know the son can talk to ghost or sees ghost. Mm-hmm. I thought the daughter's insight was interesting, right. where she can actually see people's inner beauty. Right, and I, they're and not, not they're not tapping into her that much yet. Right, we're just getting a little. No. Mm-hmm. Or the mom, we don't know yet as to what what the mom's all about quite yet. No, you don't have a clue yet. No. But uh, as the first issue wraps up, it's just a solid cliffhanger, right? The wife, uh, who's estranged from, you know, wife Allen, estranged from Mr. Allen, goes into a storage locker. She's This is going back to panel one where there's this strange man giving her a key or something. Mm-hmm. And she's uh, going into a like a the creepiest looking storage unit you'll ever see in your life. Uh, I would never rent there. I don't know. No one would. You know, why would anyone? Oh, go? I, got the, I got the locker next to it. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> my God. And then, then she uh, she opens the casket of uh, what do we call him? Robot face. Yeah, uh, I think it was robot face. Wasn't I think it? That's what they called him. Yeah, robot face. So he's just got this weird necklace thing with spikes on it, and like a kind of mask that makes him look like a robot. One red eye. And like, I don't know, his hands are maybe sort of robotic, hard to, yeah. hard to say. Like, what? What is she doing? So they're setting a, a bu- they're setting forth a bunch of potential threads, right, in this. I was, I'm hooked at this point. I'm like, yes. Is the wife undermining the family? Right? That's what's rolling around yeah, in my you head. you couldn't tell what she was doing. What is she doing? She's having an affair and she's unleashing a monster. So she's trying to kill the family? Yeah, two for one. You know, right? <laughs> two for one. <laughs> two for one. Why not? <laughs> right. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm in. I- I'm digging this. Give me more. Yeah, I mean, I thought for a first issue, I thought it was better than ninety nine percent of the first issues. Mm-hmm. And it's not. It's not amazing, but it, better than most first issues, which mm-hmm. are very slow. Yes. Because you know, like, it's not going to happen. Nothing's going to happen until about issue three. At least this something happened. Right. And so cover of issue two, again, just beautiful. I like that they have a, a quote from Mr. Eric Powell, one of our favorites. The goon himself. They do? <laughs> they do? I don't have a quote. See, I read the trade. There's no quote. Oh, okay. I read it kind of both it ways. Shows, so. 
it shows the cover and then it goes right into the first panels. Nice. Well, beautiful cover, right? You got, you get, they're in, in superhero mode. I like that. It's Samuel Jackson and, uh, and the, uh, the one with, um, and the green Hornet. That's what it looks like. It's yeah. just the two, right? Why does a white guy always have to wear the mask, huh? Right. Cause, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's got assets to protect. I don't know. That's Maybe. The, 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 I don't know. <laughs> what does that say? Is this kind of racial profiling? Like, you know, the, his black friend has no assets. Like what? Exactly. No, like no. he's so bad that he doesn't need a mask. Nobody's gonna mess with him. <laughs> right. Well, as we see later, that bites him in the butt. Uh huh. So yeah, this uh, I like where they're um, back to the polka dotted smiley Joker face. He looks very much like the Joker lying there, um, in that mm-hmm. opening sequence, right? <laughs> and uh, and yeah, this just goes right into this great action moment, which we really hadn't had any action in the first issue, really, right? Mm-mm. So we get some action. There's just some, it's a flashback. It's Mr. Allen. It's his buddy, which I forget his name. We'll call him Wolfman, Lucas. best friend. <laughs> Lucas. Lucas, that's right. We'll call him Samuel Jackson. And um, I just kept to... thinking of Lucius from uh, uh, The Incredibles. That's what oh, he nice. is. Or Lucius Fox from, you know, the yeah, Batman series. Go. He made a Batmobile and then he turned into a werewolf, that kind of thing. <laughs> hey, it happens. <laughs> it happens. But yeah, it spends a good 25% of this all in flashback um, back to where... He uh, he opens up this area and finds there's two kids right there, uh, orphans. Maybe a young little girl and a little boy just standing there. Yeah. So you already well, go. Just be- even before that, Lucas uh, realizes that he's you know werewolf now and he's screwed and he just takes off. Yeah, that was a good. That's yeah. an interesting point there too. So. Uh, I, I kind of initially thought maybe these two kids are his. I mean, they they both have uh, the the mom Allen and you know and dad Allen have light hair and their two kids have black hair. So I thought this is this is probably them, the kids. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I put together too. I'm like okay, and there's no one around, so yeah, you figure okay, they just said yeah, hey, we got these kids somehow. We got two kids <laughs> now. <laughs> Guess what I came home with? Right, that's an awkward conversation. You know, hey hon, uh, I brought a couple of kids home. Cool. Are we cool? Yeah. Is that uh, good? Not the first time, right? <laughs> so I like that this quickly kind of leads into a direction of that their family unit is stronger than what they made it you to believe in issue number one. Like right yeah. in the middle section of this, right? Because the dad, uh, they reveal that they have a specter in their closet. Just a normal day. You know, Tuesdays. Who doesn't? Right when they when they try to reorganize their closet, you know, specters are there. So they tell their. You know what's refreshing about this whole part of it? I thought was that they're all just very open about talking about the whole thing. You know, it's like, hey, there's a specter. Dad, can you help us? He's like, hey, let's kill this thing. It's all just kind of very out in the open. You know. Well, you can tell he's a badass too because he just walks into his house and he can sniff it. He's like, oh yeah, something happened here. Let's. Yeah. Oh yeah, he says like. Ooh. Dad, you look great today. How, you know, you working out? <laughs> Doesn't he, I think they say like, I smell ectoplasmic juice in here or yeah. something like that, right? He does. Ectoplasmic <laughs> residue. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that's what I smell too. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's not like, hey, somebody making, you know, steak in here? What's going on? Right. <laughs> He's a young adult. That's not, you know, to smell ectoplasmic juice is just, oh. you know, it's a normal day for dads with... Young adult oh, kids. It's usually just like old gym socks and dirty clothes. It's like, take a shower. <laughs> right. What's wrong with you? 
Yes, clothing that hasn't been washed in months. Yeah. That kind of thing, sure. But I like that they're already leaning towards th- this is a family unit that works and doing that 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 familiar worn out trope you mentioned about the just dysfunctional family. Yeah. It's like, wow, we're going to they're going to actually do something a little different. It's going to be a tighter family unit. And I was like, okay, I'm liking this more. Yeah, I that's it's interesting with that but I, I will say it kind of rolls right into like the kids are like oh yeah you caught us again and that you know the dad's getting attacked and that the, both of them are just kind of like uh we don't know what to do it's like really you should have thought of that before you brought this thing into the house yeah exactly it's like we, wow you guys weren't very quick we learn they're really just trying to get into the family business they're trying to just you know get their dad's approval that hey all this is okay I'm totally fine with all this stuff, Dad. I just want to be in the family business with you. And I love how that takes a turn a little later. <laughs> yeah. But right at this point, you're like, oh, that that's actually heartwarming. The kids want to be with their dad, right? Well, and but he hasn't been that in a long time. They have a idolized version of what he is. He is a professor who's just kicking back, teaching a, a, a BS class to most of the students, and enjoying life. True, and they want to bring him back to old dad. They want They want... They all you know, do that. It seems like the the wife is uh you know saying he's not uh, attentive, he's he's unattached, he's in his own world and he's just yeah, he's trying for this normalcy and his kids don't even want him to be that way and like that's interesting, right? That the dysfunction comes from him not being a hunter killer and they actually want him yeah. to be one, right? Yeah. And uh, I thought it was a little vague or a plot hole. Tell me if you agree. When the the wife now I'm I'm like in the towards the end of the second issue already when the wife is like yeah. all banged up and in 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 the hospital, I mean they they do reference who beat her up but it's kind of lightly just I don't know they totally misdirect it too and that's the part that kind of irritated me why would she so to me you know I, I guess I didn't pay enough of attention where her eyes are closed the whole time yeah. Really? You're going to go through this whole thing. The doctor's going to process you and stuff, and you're going to be able to keep a nut in your hand that entire time. Yeah. And you just happen to open your hand at that point. Yeah. It was, you know, that, I was, that was the part that bothered me. I believed that a little bit. I just didn't like the, okay, someone just randomly beat her up. There was, they didn't show it or anything. You know, yeah. we kind of needed to see that a little bit. That's a pretty important moment. Chillo. Hold on. <laughs> That's one of those telemarketer calls. Sorry about that. No problem. But you know what I mean? They didn't, right. uh, you know, they left her the last time we saw her, right? Was the uh, the unboxing of her. Yeah, which I'm glad they didn't show her getting beat up. I, you know, I don't need to keep seeing people get beaten. And, you know, especially like domestically. Yeah. It's, that's, it's like, thank goodness they didn't lean into that trope. Sure. But they did kind of leave it open. I think you're right. They misdirected with the, with the bolt on her hand and didn't quite yeah. kind of define as to what truly happens. You're just beaten up, you know? Yeah. It's like, well, it really, uh, that would... really happens in real life. What's the first thing you want to know is who the hell did this. Right. And he was just like, Whoa. like casual yeah, about it. <laughs> I'd be suing this doctor for not opening her hand up and finding that one nut. <laughs> right. But if it's she like, got... <laughs> worst thing ever. I will say, I like in the next section where it shifts to the purple. I find the purple background yeah. much more interesting. Ugh interesting than kind of the, the browns and the grays and the you know i think that's a nice change in there oh it's 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 funny 
it's almost like you and I got a hold of them or someone got a hold of them and said like that that uh wet parchment stuff has to kind of go away like an editor said like yeah. we got to we got to get some colors in this our audience uh, thinks that wet brown parchment background and everything and hue isn't yeah. working because then all of a sudden it's all boom red boom silver and then boom purple the whole last few pages are all purple yeah I like it. I like it all. This shirt's purple. It's like they just go, they definitely splash a bunch of color into this. I love that. Oh, yeah, they do. Well, uh, finally. So moving on to like the third section or third issue, or now we're kind of in the middle of volume one at this point. Yeah, let's do that. What was your thoughts on this cover of the uh, sort of third section? I like it. I like the Frank, I like the the robot faced kid and then that in that chair. Makes them look pretty cool. Yeah, the chair's got wings, right? It's like a demon chair. Yeah. Drinks a lot of Red Bull. <laughs> it's got wings. And then, of course, the, uh, the the family photo in the back, family painting in the back with their faces X'd out. Yeah, and I'll, I'll get to a point when you find out more about this robot kid that kind of bugs me. It's just like, you can't tell he's a kid. Yeah, he's definitely you know, a man, uh, man shape here. Yeah, they even call him Pipsqueak in another, and it's like, he doesn't look tiny. Why would you call him Pipsqueak? Yeah. Odd, huh? That's yeah. a That's like a communication, slight communication breakdown between creator, you know, writer and and artist, I yeah. think. Oh, did yeah. you notice too on the cover how the whole, like the photo referenced blood? Because it, it, you can tell it's like the walls are dripping blood. Yes. And it, it looks very was... photo referenced. I also noticed the photo reference um, relief face in the bottom of the chair. That actually bothers me more than anything. It's it's too prominent. Yeah, you're right. It's like, well, if the focal is supposed to be him, why do you have this piece down here that looks like you need to look at it? Yeah. It's like, I don't need to look at that. I want to look at the robot man. Right. But overall, solid cover. You know, I like the symmetry, yeah. the layout, the sort of light, uh, the reference to the light source. I like that. So I was digging it. Yeah. All right, so I think your ghost theory about Archie might be correct because how does he just randomly show up in the police station or the hospital where where they're waiting for their mom? Yeah, you see, he's gonna and he be like comes out of the shadows. He's gonna there's be an apparition. There. He's gonna be an apparition, I think. Yeah, there, see, there's nothing there. If you look at, if I'm looking at the, was it the second page? Yeah. You look at the first panel, there's no shadow. Yeah. Second panel, shadow, then he's there. He's coming through the wall. That's got to be just a wall there. Yeah, it's, it's there's something there. Or that's, so. again, it's that it's that sort of backgroundy, beigey parchment thing, that, and that's not a wall. It's like a shadow. But yeah. I think it's a wall, and I think he's dead. Yeah. It's <laughs> I just... think Archie's dead. <laughs> Joe kids could be so upset. <laughs> But they definitely play along the uh, the Schindler's coloring there too, right? With the kind of washed out brown, oh. and then Archie's red hair is like boom. Yeah, I'm kind of tired of that palette there. You know, that that whole palette for that page and the page after, like that sepia. Yeah, I'm over that. It's the parchment. It's the wet parchment. Yeah, but you get to the next page. Yeah, are you looking at the the it page? The it page, but look the green glow from the monitor. Yes, I love that. So. Mr. Allen is, is standing next to his wife that just was beaten. They kind of don't go into that. And she's on a... Yeah. <laughs> but that green glow, you're right. It just adds a splash of color. And then you go down to 
the the it page where there's just a bunch of it clowns there that that they're in a gunfight with. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's odd, but I do like he's very '60s superhero. Oh yeah, yeah, super spy superhero kind of look, and that's yes. pretty cool. It's it's a kind of the kind of Green Hornet. Yeah, is what immediately comes to mind. And there's in that in that frame it looks like Cato is is right there <laughs> almost. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and then the the awesome action shot of the gun uh, going through the bullet going through two uh, like zombies at once, right? Just traveling through, they're lined up so perfectly. <laughs> well, what I like too is here it's him telling the story, yeah. which is how he saw it. And then you go to the next page, and she's like, "No, no, this is how it really was." Or yes. she's just as big of a badass as he is. Yes. And it's just so much fun, right? There's like a, you know, the it clown, the red balloons, and like there's zombies. It's just, it's just, it's just fun. That whole page and the next one, they still go into it. Just action. Yeah, yeah. What what I don't get is if she was that that big of a badass, how did she get beat? Right. Uh, it, it, there's there's jumps in logic, and it feels Grant Morrison does this too, and it drives me nuts. There's like there's information missing. Oh yeah, or not missing, right? But he, they scatter such he's like Grant Morrison scatters such tiny clues to throwaway yeah. pages almost, and you have to put it like a puzzle together, and you have to remember an issue two. You're on issue nine, you know. Remember, yeah. remember page four that Grant Morrison said this. You have to like go back and re, you have to do homework. Yeah, uh, so I it's, know what you mean. <laughs> it, it drives, that stuff drives me crazy. Isn't it crazy that like a lot of most comic book creators still don't don't have the thought in their mind that comic book readers read a lot of comics like they still kind of write it write a lot of comics that oh you're just reading one yeah we never read one we're yeah. reading 30 you know what i mean you gotta you gotta give us a break there's and, you know <laughs> and that's why i think i've gotten more into the marathon in them or you can just read like i was bummed when we finished this one this volume that was like why wasn't volume two immediately available oh yeah i, mean, I could have bought it but why wasn't just immediately available on here right you're yeah. speaking specifically the Comicsology Unlimited. Yes. You're like, no, they just left you hanging. You're like, ah, so now you're, I bet you got it like in your wish list, right? For like a sale now for like five I bucks. <laughs> I added to my wish list. The, the thing will be is I probably won't ever buy it out of my wish list because I'll forget about it. And I'll go, well, I don't remember what the story's about. So now I'm not going to buy it when it goes on sale. Do you look at your wish list and monitor it and see how many, how many, the leagues of comics you have lined up there? Yes. <laughs> and I, I curate it too. It's like, oh, I don't even remember what this is about. And if it doesn't look interesting enough for me to click on it, I just leave it and get rid or get rid of it. So I just keep moving on. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, so, hopefully stuff like this might fall by the wayside, but hopefully it won't. Cause I think this is uh, worthy. Like where this, where you have to stop me because I'm looking at it in single issues. So when, uh, you know, when we reach the end of the volume, <laughs> make sure you're like, Hey, that's the end. Yeah, and I think I will, we're, I we're almost you. dead middle, right? <laughs> Yeah, we're just about dead middle. So, so moving on after the awesome action sequences, which are just fantastic there. It's got Umbrella Academy. It's got, you know, like I said, Green Hornet. It's just got, you know, It uh, Clown and Zombies. It's just so much fun. Um, We we get to see Robot Face uh, now with a mission to to destroy the Allen family. Yeah, and can we talk again? The color purple. That's great. Yeah. It's so much better than this sepia crap. Even the shades of blue in that whole part where Robot Face is stalking the house 
yeah. there's the it goes from blue to purple it's just lovely yeah yeah you're right the sepia color just makes me sleepy <laughs> yeah well i think it's so played out it's the it reminds me to drink coffee you know at that yeah. point so i'm like i need yeah, a little need a little kick <laughs> it's interesting because just kind of swiping through we have purple we do blue then it's back to purple and yeah. purple and then it goes back to blue so what makes me wonder this is in at, on the next blue page is where the werewolf pops in mm-hmm. yeah they use Which, it for dramatic effect there it's even a lighter uh royaler blue Yes, and that's cool. That's the that's uh, Alan's buddy, right? The the uh, the Samuel Jackson character. Yes. <laughs> so we see him full fledged werewolf here, which is cool. And Lucas. Uh, and we get a battle royale. We get robot face uh, guy, teenage kid that sometimes has a full man body. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and and werewolf guy Samuel Jackson. Yeah. And I love the sequence where it looks like the werewolf just digs his nails right into Robot oh, Kid's yeah. face. You think he just ripped that metal right off of it? Right. And uh, and it's just it's just th- this whole third page, I guess you know third single issue, but right in the center of Volume One is just fully action packed. It just moves right here. I love that. Yeah. No, it's good. This is this is where it really picked up because it, I get so tired of kind of the Talking Heads stuff. Yeah, you got to have some. Gotta pick the pace up and, and have some yeah. fun. So it happens. You're like, yes. But and I, uh, I did find it weird how quickly the two of them stopped fighting and started talking. Yeah. Yeah, it was a little abrupt, wasn't it? It's like, oh, okay. Right. It was is did it, it's kind of implied, but maybe robot face guy was kinda of like, I can't beat him. You know, like he's sort of sitting there. And like, kind of just says, I just wanted to talk. Like he stops. He's like, look, I got my ass kicked. He kind of accepts defeat. So I think yeah. that's that's the plot point that that helps it make sense, right? Which is an interesting take. Most times they just keep going until somebody else steps in. Right. It kind of gives you that. I got that feeling. He is a kid, you know. At that point, right. he's like, I'm yeah. a kid. What am I doing? Like, I got my ass kicked. This is a grown adult, and I'm this kid monster robot face thing. Yeah, and he doesn't know what to do. He's a kid. Yeah. So, you know, it makes sense, right? I like yeah. it. And then we go into Apparition Archie sitting with uh, son Alan. I forgot. Yeah. And, and what's interesting is look at the the red lines kind of passing between him and his buddies. Right. What is that? Yeah. The the ghost buddies. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind See, of like and, they're... And a scene like this makes me think that he's not dead. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he looks a little more solid there. Not and an he's apparition. He's drinking coffee. You know, yeah. he's got a cup. Maybe those red swirly lines are like a, you know, they're there is a, is it like a an Italian deli they're sitting in? Maybe it's supposed to, it's supposed to I, you know simulate like tomato sauce in the air. No, I don't know. <laughs> I think I think it's his connection to his dead buddies. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I think that's what it's supposed to be. And like even when you go to the next page where Mister Allen shows up, you know. The the Archie kid looks solid. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's got to be defined. We have to understand. We have to. Uh, I may. I kind of hope that that's the thread they're going with, right? To kind of keep us going. Like, is he alive? Is he dead? And then finally, they explain, right? Yeah, you know, I doubt it. I see. What makes me doubt it is like if you look in there about the third panel, Mister Allen even says, "Your friend back there is extremely haunted." Does he know? How's a ghost be haunted? And why is he speaking to him? To him, does he know he's sitting right there? Like what? Yeah. Well, they're they're a couple feet away. 
Mr. Allen's down by the door. Does Mr. Allen talk to Apparition Archie? Maybe he can't Maybe see Maybe not. Him. Maybe not. Uh, well, he references your kid back there, so he did see him. But maybe Archie can't see him. Maybe not. He's somehow tethered to Boy Allen. Boy you Allen. know, I think we're finding that, that part more interesting than it actually is. What, what's supposed that's to be what interesting I'm, about it? It's worrying me, right? It's just gonna... yeah. It's like, oh, that's become the most interesting part of the story. It's just an artist hiccup, right? It's just yeah. a, it's a style. I hope not. I hope it is a thread because we're building it up to be one. So I hope, I hope it is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh i love the the i, I skipped kind of a little bit forward to the uh the the upper view of the of living room and the and the fireplace that's a, like shaped like a like a monster yeah right i mean this is just adam's family oh yeah 100 percent. it looks like a morticia and the left side of the, the portrait you know even look at their um look at the portraits they have up there in the candelabras yeah, they got a lot of Edgar Allan Poe. Poe, have you noticed he's kind of everywhere in like different ages? Yeah. I like that. They they're, they're like a, they, it adds the spookiness of it, right? It's that whole gothic look. Yes. So, uh, all right. So this this leads us to and okay, we are, we said it before, but you know, spoilery stuff here. It leads to uh, a great, just surprising moment. The kids. Uh, you know, d- daughter Alan and son Alan really badly want to be in the monster hunting business with with dad Alan and mom, and uh, he's kind of okay with things. But they they immediately get a quick uh, lesson into how really things are in the monster hunter world, <laughs> with uh, what happens with the quote unquote guy that that beat up his wife. Oh yeah, this is by far my favorite part. This is like <laughs> okay, kids, and, and this is a way for a dad to be like, oh, you want to see what this is like? Okay, let me show you. <laughs> Boom, shot to the face. Yeah. And they're like, our dad just murdered a guy like right in front of us, like in cold blood. And yeah. and I love that it's, uh, it, it kind of, it, it sort of makes fun of, uh, of everything, like the fun of like movies and shows and, and, uh, you know, tropes of things. He's like, look, he, he, he beat up my wife. He said he was going to make our lives miserable. Like, why go through all the drama? Just shoot him in the face right here in our living room. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's just like thumb to the eye to all storytelling. And like, no, yeah. I'm going to shoot the guy in the face right here. Why? Just gonna, there is no epic battle. There is no exposition. Just get out of here. Right? And I thought that was like so refreshing and so, right? So different than we're used to. We thought, oh, he's going to build the bad guy. Here we go. He's going to, you know, I will get you one day as he leaves the house and, you know. Great. Well, and I love, I love that their, uh, their housekeeper. She's just like, okay, no problem. Been yeah. here, done that. Yeah, she doesn't blink. Uh, Saunders, get me a shovel. She's like, yeah. yes, Mister Allen. And it's like, that's it. Just gets a shovel, and the kids' faces are all <gasps> the shock. The look of shock is drawn really well. It's like, hey, you guys gotta get a get used to it. This is what it's like. <laughs> yeah, you want to be in the this family business? Here it is. It was great, right? Yes, it is. All right. So that kind of closes out three. Oh, yes. Right. And so we're like on to the fourth. And is there five or is there six in this volume? I have no idea. I know. Yeah, because we're reading I'll on a digital. You, I think there's six. Okay. So yeah. ways to go. Another solid cover to the fourth. You probably can't see it or can you? It's I just. It. It's got the covers. Yeah. It's just, a, just a, a larger perspective of the robot boy, his face and the red yeah. dot eyes. I just like that. It's just a centerpiece and it's, you know, it's just very, 
just perfectly positioned and the symmetry there and the, and again the light source over his head and that kind of crackling smattering of of sort of dark dried blood behind him on the wall behind him mm-hmm. just looks very cool i like that well, even this whole issue the first part of it just deals so much with red yes you know everything just becomes red and dark and it, it actually brings the book more to life you're right you know it's like it's like mr allen's coming back to life you're right even yeah. though he totally regrets what he did yeah he's, he's coming back uh you know from from the whatever the uh the, the life that he was living in just uh mediocrity right yeah but you're right it's like they flipped a switch like the living room is like a different perspective and everything is red and they got light on and the characters are brighter maybe like the yeah. the writer the uh, writer creator and editor were like hey we gotta we gotta turn the lights on a little bit in this <laughs> well I think it was to show them the family's coming to life now this family has just been kind of dying and withering away and now they're coming to life they're all going to be in the family business good you know? point maybe that's a that's a subtle use of uh, light and to into sort of storytelling aspect to where they're brighter now and the family mm-hmm. unit's stronger and back together and awake and alive mm-hmm. I like that if that was done purposefully uh, that that's 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 master class right there right yeah and you know he's keeping his uh Keeping his color palette all the same through. He's always using blues, reds, you know, purples. Tons of blacks. Like it yep. lives in the black. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a lot of ink wash. That's mm-hmm. why. I like it. I like that style. But but you're right. It can be, uh, you know, it, it can be a little dark and a little dreary at times. But but uh, I like it. They, they're, they're, they're kind of evening it out. I like that they, you know, like look at the purple couch on like the mm-hmm. fourth page. It's just like, boom, here's a purple couch. They, I feel like they really made a concerted effort in this particular part of it for that, that just to bring the colors up and brighten them up. Yeah, yeah, they did. So now they got a dead body in their living room. What are we gonna do with this dead body? Who it's doesn't like... know what to do with it, right? <laughs> like their kids are still looking at their dad, like our dad's a murderer. But they were like quickly, like, yeah, we're cool with this dad. Like, you know, we love you. And uh, you're kind of right. There was going to be this like major bad guy in our lives, and you just kind of ended it. Boom. Okay, sure. Yeah. It's like, oh, well, that was easy. <laughs> right. <laughs> they just drank the Kool-Aid quickly. Yeah. Just get it get it done and over with. Okay, let's move on and see what else we got to do here. Yeah. But I like it. It's like, you know, like, it, again, it's kind of a, it, it, it beats uh, out the trope of the sort of, the kids that are constantly sighing, rolling their eyes, and going against the grain of their parents. Like, they they want to be a part of their parents' lives. I like that. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. So we get Robot Boy and uh, and the Sam and Jackson werewolf sitting in a car, and they're like best friends now. They're sharing a sandwich. Yeah. That, that's what's <laughs> weird. And But I do get the sense from lucas now that you know he's older he's wiser he knows he doesn't need to fight on everything let's try to level with this kid because this kid's got just things are just messed up yeah he, he realizes he's a grown-ass adult i'm a grown-ass adult you know samuel jackson yeah. <laughs> and he was just like this is just a kid and i'm gonna try to help him or mentor him and maybe we can come to an understanding and it's like a, a good like warm real conversation after they beat the hell out of each other yeah. you know they they like they're they're creating a bond here i like this is cool like yeah, you can it, see that as a spin-off comic right there, right? You got Werewolf yeah, Guy and Robot Face. Like, let's just spin that off. Did they? That's the name right there. Yeah, did no they spin idea. it up? <laughs> We're going to have to look it up. Maybe they did. 
no idea, but that'd be cool. <laughs> that would be cool. And then a flashback, the, the flashback going black and white here, which is mm-hmm. lovely. Very dark and brooding, yes, and, and noirish, right? Well, the only color they use in the flashbacks are red, which is good. Yeah. Really makes it pop. Yes, yes, yes. And so this is Robot Boy's uh, life. We get to see kind of what happened in uh, the, the evil laboratory and uh, the the Edward Scissorhands uh, kind of uh, the versions of the robot kid that, you know, iterations of himself. And uh, very emo feeling, right? Very, oh, yeah. <laughs> very much the, uh, the toys in Sid's room in Toy Story. Yes. Right? Just kind of hobnob part. Or Edward Scissorhand meets Sid's toy room. You know? Yeah, I think I think you hit it. Um, it's uh, Tim Burton esque. Very much. His, this is his weird kind of, of creatures. Yeah, the girl's wearing a striped shirt, right? Turtleneck, like it just feels Burton esque, right? Yeah. But I love it. I want a poster of that, of just the this macabre, this uh, you know these this team of five there. We need a spinoff of that, right? The, them doing stuff like the robot on the far left with the two faces you know like yeah just... but how is that practical <laughs> right. but it does kind of remind me of some doom patrol yeah there you go yeah that too the two mouths yeah. like that the two mouths on one head <laughs> yeah but just very cool showing like the lineage where he came from this professor that was experimenting or sort of trying to help people you thought you know that's no. what they quickly established right and then no. no anytime i see something like this that that's not somebody helping that's somebody's like hmm what right. if i can get away with this exactly it's it's dr frankenstein you know he's yeah. <laughs> but you for a smidge of a second you know right the the story was just like oh no he was helping these children and you're like oh wait a minute no he's not and then no. we get our we get dr allen there you know coming in all green hornet style you know, with his with his guns ablazing, yeah. going after the evil doctor in his laboratory. Yeah. It's just, fact, again, he just kind of gets right to business, just shoots him. He's dead. Yeah. I like that about him. He doesn't, he doesn't fool around. He doesn't want to drag things out. He wants to end his enemies as quickly as possible. <laughs> yeah. Love that. And we get a, we get a kind of a, a show of Robot Face's strength here as, as uh, he, you know, he gets pissed off. In this story, where you know uh, the what's his name Sam mm-hmm. is revealing to him, yeah, you this you're quote oh, unquote no, Lucas. Lucas, sorry, you're you're Samuel Jackson. That's where I was going because <laughs> he looks like Sam. <laughs> um, your quote unquote father, Mister Evil Professor, was not a good person, and he like punches the door, and the door just flies off. How pissed would you be? Your car door just got knocked off. Yeah. It's a cool classic car, too, like a muscle car. It's like some sort of, yeah. like an old Mustang or something. And the dude just, I mean, that's you go back into fighting. You don't care how old this yeah. kid is. <laughs> you start punching I again. I got time for this. I got time for this. <laughs> so I do like, when we get to the next page, I, I like how he, it's just so funny. It's like making your kids do chores. Okay, well, you you guys want to be in this. I shot this guy. You can clean it up. And just rolling his body up in the in the carpet and trying to get it in the in the car. Yeah, it's just part yeah. of the daily chores with being, uh, you know, murderers uh, and, and diamond, demon hunters or whatever. So you, you gotta, pick a, you know, clean up a body every so often. <laughs> well, I li- and I like too how they're not thinking about it and they just try to throw the body in sideways. Yeah, it's like real. And I half expected it, you know, the, 
it comes out of there, the onomatopoeia of it. It says, bam, but I half expected to hear a oof. Uh-huh. You know, it's just like too comical. Right. <laughs> He's, and, and I think the dad was, he was not, he was just watching them. Yeah, that's right. I'm looking back at them. Yeah. He's just like, okay, let's see what these kids do. What, one, two, three. Yeah, let's see, let's see how you do this. All right. Boy, lesson yeah. number one, kids. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, and yeah, I love the hearse. He's starting to, yeah, he's starting to get back into the groove of it. If you just kind of look over the next couple pages, he's just like, oh, yeah. You know, this, this uh, six-foot hole is not going to dig itself, so let's get to work here. Yeah, and they really like it's a it's like a loving bonding family moment though, right? Like the kids don't really push back; they're kind of like open to learning, and yeah, and they're right. It's just like this: this is what we do, and they're in a car ride together. And I wasn't bored in this, where this is a lot of talking heads. It was just good um, establishing that the you know they're a strong family unit again. Yeah, and then there's the weirdo that just comes up at the end, and it's like nobody saw her there. Nobody, you know. Oh yes, it's like I love that the worst hunters. They bury the they bury the body of this person, and then she just uh, just kind of boom, she's right there. This this heavy set lady smoking a cigarette, like in the dark. Yeah. And uh, I love that she was a refreshing kind of different body shape. I just like that they're they seem to everyone's just kind of slim and wearing suits, right? And just kind of everyone had the same sort of body type. And she's like the penguin here. She's yeah. like Devito, uh, body shape, right? Very different. Well, I like her here, but once we get and we'll get in the next issue, we'll talk about that. They change her personality. Where here she seems like she's a she's a hard ass, and then they get to the next page and it's just or the next issue and it's just like oh, they they go the wrong way. They play into her stereotype. Yeah, that she's kind of you know, she's that she's creepy and kind of sad. It's sad and desperate, and it's just like oh, I doubt it. Uh, maybe maybe we're seeing just a you know that she's a little bit kind of all over the place with her emotions. Maybe you're right because she is kind of like the badass here, and like seeing this dead man resurrect is like no big deal. She doesn't she doesn't flinch. She doesn't. No, you she know. keeps mentioning that mama. Yeah. So there's something up with that. Yeah, we gotta see mama. Right, that's gonna be a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> if these two are just kind of you know one's coming back from the dead and she's you know. Stalking people in the night. What's mama going to be all about, right? Now we're on to the fifth section already. Yeah. Again, this is October Faction, written by Steve Niles, art by Damian Worm. And I love that, hey, five issues so far. We don't have any changing of the guard. No, we got the same team, five issues so far. Yeah, and we're reading. We don't know how quickly these came out either. True. So now the, the, the you, the listeners, will have the advantage of that. I don't have to wait. You can just binge it. <laughs> but uh, I love the cover here. It's very uh, My Chemical Romance, um, <laughs> right? Yeah, I thought Umbrella Academy. Mm-hmm. Which there you go is you know mm-hmm. Gerard Way, same same creator. <laughs> but yeah, it's got. The, I love the suit and the sort of red, uh, the the trimmings on the suit and the red striped tie. It's it's again it's it's Burton, right? Yeah. And her candelabra over her head, which. If it rains, or if it's kind of raining, that's it. It's got no. It's a candelabra, with some kind of tattered, umbrella-like well, fabric. Well, it's cool. Yeah, it's a. Is it a candelabra? Is it a, uh, <laughs> a broken umbrella? umbrella? Right. Yeah, you can't. It, that's that's the one thing I do like the designs, but the other side is I like things to be a little bit more clear. Right. You but know, like, but the style though is very cool. You gotta admit, uh, points for style. 
Yeah, right. and it's interesting that they're trying to listen to see if the body's coming up. They got microphones all down there. Right. They're trying to record what's going on. That's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. And then there is a corpse down there that seems to be reanimated. Yeah. So just cool. Just a cool cover. I like that. You know, I I, I do um, put some weight upon how I enjoy a comic when the when the cover is that is kind of interesting and and beautiful and and unique in style and they, they you got the microphones all laid out here and yeah this weird bloody boombox yeah thing <laughs> but i dug it i dug it all and what does it say on the uh, pentagram it says holy little boy unholy little unholy. boy oh nice yeah unholy little boy looks like a man underneath there though i don't know what the <laughs> what the significance there is yeah, that's why I said there's just a lot of things that are not explained, and it could just be words. Sure. Yeah. Right. So, this had a this opening page here had a like a Mignola feel to me. I think it's that upper left panel. Yeah. Right. It, the robot boy looked a little different. It took it took me back for a sec. I was like, wait a minute, is that robot boy? Yeah, it doesn't quite look like him because it looks like his face is kind of off. Right. So, all right, so good. I'm glad you agree there and you saw that too. And uh I love though the where they're looking at these like heads on the shelves. Are they Oh, the next one? Are they statues? Yeah. Are they actual uh, heads? There's like one that has spider legs, it's like a small like looks like Quentin Tarantino with a with a spider body. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> just her being the creepy older Wednesday, you know. Yes. Like she grew up you're right. That's uh, that establishes her as definitely that, and they just yeah. have this loving, warm embrace here. This father daughter. Yeah. She's like the daughter's like I love my family so damn much. It's just like, oh, it's just warm and and nice, and you just wanna you wanna stay there for a minute, right? Yeah. That's beautifully yeah. drawn. This embrace between father and daughter. And it's great because the contrast. You get to the next page, and I just love it. The first part of that, they're just making fun of Priuses, and <laughs> it's like, okay, he is this badass hunter, and he drives a Prius. That was a super funny sequence, I thought, yeah. because earlier they showed them packing up a corpse in, an, in like a beautiful, amazing hearse, a black, yeah. long, like 50s hearse. And then Mr. Allen drives a Prius. It's clearly a Prius. And you're like, really? And he's having yeah. a hard time starting it. Yeah. Like, well, and it's even good that, you know, well, probably because my guess and they didn't apply this is that robot face sabotaged it. Yeah, maybe it did. You know. Uh, but even, you know, his his buddy, Lucas, is sitting there and he's like, uh, can I, you know, because he's missing his door. And Mr. Allen just giving him a hard time. He's like, oh, can we get there with it just without making any left turns, you know, so he doesn't fly out the door. <laughs> and Lucas is just like, it's still better than that vib- driving that vibrator on wheels. And he's like, <laughs> oh, I so agree. There's like five names I think he calls it right. There's like he calls it a Cracker Jack prize. He calls it yeah. a vibrator. Like yeah. the, the, all the all the name calling for the Prius was really funny. I was laughing. Yeah. <laughs> the vibrator yeah. on wheels. That that's that probably wins. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you can tell these guys are have been close because they just know each other. Mr. Allen already knows that he was betrayed, and right. he knows that he that his partner had no choice but to betray him. But he didn't know that what it was. So, you know, I thought this was an interesting take on here. That, yeah. you know, spoilers, points, Lucas points out has to cancer. Their, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a big one, right? The cancer. You're like, what? Yeah. Well, it immediately hit me, and I was like, how does a werewolf have cancer? And they 
go to the next page and they kind of answer that, which is it's like when it's in werewolf form, no cancer. Yeah, it's uh, it's the Jane Foster Thor thing. Yeah, the 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 Lady Thor, she, you know, holds Mjolnir and she yeah. uh, has no ailment, but when she puts it down, she was like, you know, she was in chemotherapy. It's crazy. Yeah. It's that same. Immediately, I thought of that, but I thought that's cool. This is. This is before that. <laughs> yeah, this is before that. And, and it's interesting because it's a choice I think almost everybody would make. He's just like, hey, look, if the cancer's away when I'm a werewolf, I stay a werewolf. Yeah. It's like, huh, yeah, why wouldn't you? You know, d- Until you can't handle being a werewolf anymore. So in my mind there, I'm hoping, or did you hope, like, oh, gosh, I hope that they, he becomes a werewolf, but he is you know, his, still his personality. That'll just be a cool character. He's just a werewolf guy that's got it under control. <laughs> yeah, he seems to have it under control, so that's cool. That'll be fun. Another kind of Hellboy kind of nod, right? Where yeah, Mignola has those kinds of characters just walking around. They're totally control of their, of of their everything. <laughs> yeah, they're just weird. You're just weird, <laughs> and it's just accepted. You yeah. know, even even Hellboy walking around, right? It's just barely noticeable. Like, hey, there's Hellboy. Yeah, it's like it's it's they passed all that. He wants he doesn't want that slowing down the storytelling of you know of Hellboy. So that's kind of happening here. I I hope we'll see if we. Yeah, you have... can just suspend disbelief. Just, oh, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. He's a werewolf. Don't worry about it. So, uh, boy, Alan meets uh, Robot Face just stalking in the woods, in the rainy woods near his house. Yeah, He's I like, mean, who hasn't found a creepy robot boy standing outside your house looking at his sister? <laughs> glowing red eyes in, yeah. in the rain. <laughs> and he's just like, what, what, what the hell are you doing here? And then it's fight time. Yeah, and this I actually like the, their opening fight scene, you yeah. know, where he just robot boys up in the air, stark contrast, black with the red eyes, and just coming at him. Yeah, it's cool. And, and but this is where I get confused. He calls him half pint. Right, and and like, he's definitely more. He goes up and down, right? But he's like full man body here, yeah. robot kid. Yeah. See so yeah, a little consistency issue, but then uh, yeah, I like the. Uh, the physics here in in Boy Allen's body and the kicks look right and you know they're laid out properly. Yeah, yeah you're right. It has a real you know grounded and real sort of fight look and fun yeah. sort of kung fu kind of action with the rain well, and the darkness and lightning crackling behind them and it's just it's another they're doing it. He's doing action fantastically well, and we get a we get a little taste of Robot's power here. How strong he is. Well, exactly. You know, Alan Boy's all ready to. He's been winning the whole thing, and then he realizes, "Oh crap! I did not hurt him one bit." <laughs> yeah, he's holding back and playing nice. Yeah, yeah, oh, and then just good. pops the kid and lays him out. Yep. And then we yeah. get to the next part. Did you hear banjos when you got to this part? Oh, completely. Yeah, very much. Ding, 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 ding. Mama, yeah. mama. Brother done died again, but he's alive. <laughs> exactly. And I can't tell are they brother and sister, you know, what's going on here. And they just, they make her, you know, I'm fine with her being like gross and disgusting and stuff, but then they dumb her down and make her desperate. She's yeah. like, it's just weird. kind of change, change gears. You're right. When you yeah. read the dialogue here and you're like, okay, it must have, something must have happened editorially. That yeah. They did change it up a little, but she does kind of have that like, She's bossing him around a little bit here. There's still a little flavor of that. And she's like yelling at her mama to shut up. And she keeps getting louder and louder. Shut up. Shut up. Like she's, she's just kind of, I'm, I'm giving her the, the, she's just kind of bananas thing. She just, she, she can be 
um, you know, all strong and crazy. And then other times she can just kind of, she loses her confidence. She's just, you know, she's got some, some issues. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what does she shoot him with here? Why does she uh, put something in him to... Uh... She, well, it's whatever serum that brings him back to life. He's probably already full zombie. Yeah. Kind of my guess. That's a cool twist. We just thought this guy was like a jerk neighbor, regular old dude. And uh, the, that those gun, those shots in the when the, when Mr. Allen shot him in their house was meaningless. This guy's probably been dead a bunch of times. Oh yeah, and they but they just don't know it. He's just a living vampire. Yeah, and is the sister too? And is Mama like the queen? Uh, you know, zombie. Like what yeah, is I'm it? Not sure. But I want to know. I, I think it's great. The good character development here. The interesting characters, right? Yeah. But so now we do have a villain that uh, is going to go after the Allen family. We got, and maybe it's the like like you said with the banjos. What's the uh, the two southern families always at war with each other that live? Yeah, Bills and the McCoys. That one yeah. <laughs> got a little taste of that here, right? But you know, and we'll get into it more in the next issue. Yes, we have a, a bad guy that's an equivalent because you can already tell from the beginning, Robot Face is not going to be a bad guy. Right. It's like okay. So, you know, yeah. that that's kind of, I, I will say, overall, I think the pacing's off on this for some reason. I think they, they, they wanted to make sure that the pace was right in six, that they kind of slowed it down for a sec because they're going to ramp up, you know? Well, I, I think the whole whole thing, when we get to six, yeah, we'll, we'll kind of talk about that piece of it. But yeah, there's there's it's just a little off for some reason. A couple pages may be off. You might be right. Maybe it's a, yeah. something that I see often in writing. They want to... They do want to dull the episode down before like an art closure, you know? Yeah. A smidge, because you want that ending to really pop and to really, and so maybe there's some of that here. You know, they want to lull us a little. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, kick the tires on the, on the next one. But I like the scene where the where the mom just gets super horny all of a sudden. To, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Like out of the blue. Just out of the blue. You're just like, she's just, she's tell. getting out of the hospital? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and she's just kind of like, Okay, and it's it looks like it's going downhill. It's like, okay, where's the car? Because he got a ride. He's like, oh, crap. You know, just <laughs> like, okay, it's supposed to be the super smart guy. Yeah, I just screwed this up. <laughs> right. And then, yeah, you find out that she had ulterior motives why she wanted the car. Like, oh, okay. It's that moment, right, where husbands are like, dang it, I, I, I blew it. it you know? did your, my brain went to the next part where the daughter pulls up in the hearse, and the first thing I'm thinking is, I think they went to the back of the hearse because that's just creepy. <laughs> yeah, in most most circumstances, you know, it's immediate yeah. boner killer. You know, well, your daughter on, pulls up see. in a hearse. <laughs> hold on, let's see if there's a stiff back here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. All right. But I so. like that. It shows she's got uh, she's sassy, you know, yeah. and she's got some some pizzazz. She's got some she's she's a horny little minx. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> But, you know, it's kind of nice because now it's like they obviously let that part of it go away. But the uh, family bonding time with the daughter. Yeah. So. Another one of those warm moments. Like I said, they really do a great job. Steve does. of just back to the red. Back to red. Because, man, they come home and it's just uh, it's a, just a nightmare. All, all things have just gone to hell. Almost looks like the center of that page, like, was on fire. You know, like, yes, and that's like a great digital effect, but it works. Yeah, it looks like it's on fire, and that's what I thought. The whole house was on fire. 
literally on fire, but it's not because it goes blue. (laughs) It's just to ramp up the, oh my gosh, it's a heated situation, but there's no fire. Yeah. Just a nice little artistic move there. And uh, yeah, they leave us in a a, a nice cliffhanger to the end of this, uh, the fifth part. Well, it six. even looks like what I like is even like what's his name? I think it's Jeff. That's the son's name is Jeff. Mm-hmm. He he finally looks humbled. Like yeah, he's been a little smug this whole time, and now he looks humbled. Yeah, he looks scared. Yeah, I like it. And so uh, here we go. Now we're in the uh, the the final chapter, if you will, of Volume One of October Faction. And boy, they went with a whole different look for the cover of issue number six. Yeah, the cover kind of grossed me out. It's pretty. It's cool. <laughs> but the, the whole mouth with the dribbling blood at the bottom of the cake, which is kind of like a little much. Yeah, it's it just, it. I, I, I kind of pictured, I envisioned this as like their, almost like their wedding cake. You know, like this is yeah. what it looked like, right? <laughs> it's just well, strawberry me, jam and whatnot and jellies. And it's just this crazy cake. And all the white on this one is really stark contrast from all the other covers. Yeah. Well, it's like they're bleeding out there, the, the cake topper, and they're bleeding out from the top. And then yeah. it's just pouring down in this monster mouth at the bottom with the worms. And she's like, ugh. This monster cake. Yeah. I thought it was kind of cool. It was over the top and gross, yeah. But I thought, you know, wow, that's they went there, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. All right, so we, we go back to the, the Hatfields. <laughs> A zombie guy and his uh, crazy uh, Danny DeVito-bodied sister. Or yeah, cousin, or we don't really know what. Whatever, right? <laughs> whatever. There is a complicated thing they got going on, and uh, yeah, she's a little upset with her bro, and shows her strength too by just crunching a tomato, or is that an apple? I, I guess thought it's an it was apple. an apple, but at first it looked like hearts. Oh yeah, that because too, of, huh? because of the red fingers, fingernails. You're right. See, this is where the ambiguity of his um, artwork just kind of drives me nuts a little bit i had to really look and yeah yeah because of the shape of it you're like eh, it's a, is it hard a tomato or hey. well, you do see some stemmage there but yeah i like her unicorn t-shirt that she's wearing that's the only time you've seen it though you've seen her like in 10 other panels and you've never seen a unicorn pop up yeah weird right yeah like they don't show that angle of her i guess and then she's wearing like a black coat after that but um yeah it's fine but i thought at that moment that's kind of interesting yeah but, uh, yeah, so we got Robot Boy uh, had tied up Boy Allen, and he's ready to have his revenge. Well, actually, uh, let me tell you, this part right here with the with the dead guy returning, yeah. this is where I think the pace of the book, you never see him again. Volume ends. <laughs> it's like, okay, he should have been the big bad. You know, and I like how they, when they get to the next part, we'll talk about that. But that's the piece that kind of fell through on this book for me because it's like, wait a minute, there was no big bad. The big bad got shot right away, came back to life, and now he's just dragging a body out the door. That's it. <laughs> well, maybe yeah. maybe also we're we're both seeing it in the lenses of like, hey, this is the end of a volume. Yeah. But I think Steve and, and wrote it in a way where he, he didn't maybe write it so in volume way, you know what I'm saying? He wrote maybe. it as maybe 25 issues, and he just like, he's not using this, this isn't really a, st- a stopping point, you know? The six issues yeah, just then they kind of... Should, they would have been better off breaking it off on issue five then. Kind of Maybe. leaving it there. Most as, as volumes go don't six. go to six. Like uh, That's a surprise, right? I think they do. A lot I of them are like... trades are six. A lot of them are five. Five is the magic number. Hmm. A I lot of six. Time. Yeah, a lot of times it's five. But yeah, that bothered me. Because it's yeah. just like, 
okay, then there's no, there's nothing, you know. But I do, I do like what they did in the next. But I, again, I think the pacing, this could have been this whole scene here with the with Robot Boy and all that, could have been easily put into the issue before it. Yeah, because there was a lot of exposition, talking head yeah. parts, and then him just swinging that axe in threat constantly. Yeah. And then he was like, don't call me that. And he's like, he's going to chop his head off. It stops. Yeah. It seemed to happen and, about four or five times. They're, I know they're trying to build some tension, I guess. Yeah. And, well, to... and I love how the, you know, Mr. Allen's just like, no, no, let's, we can find a way to resolve this. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> and the mom's just not having it. Yeah. She just springs into action. Oh, well, the axe is just coming down on the son's head and she just pops him with a hatchet. Right. And did she mean it to hit the back of the hatchet to his face where she it's just, I think she just threw random it. Random swing? Yeah, she just threw it. That's the way I was feeling. Like, if it would have yeah. cleaved his head, she would have been fine with that. And, and I can't be alone in this, but if I'm getting an axe, I'm getting a battle axe like what he's got. Double-bladed. <laughs> yes. That's the thing to fight with. Good point. You're right. Yeah. That but is yeah, pretty bad. But yeah, I just that she just throws it, hits him in the head. He goes out the window, and she is – or he, he's going backwards, and she just kicks him out the window and jumps out right after him. Yeah, she quickly establishes she's super-powered. She, like – bolts across the room really quickly and just snatches the the axe right out of his hands. Yeah. And then yeah. she just, just kicks him out the window, and you're like, wow. And then she leaps to the window. I was like, yes. Yeah, I love this whole sequence. Yeah, she's fighting to stand still and just throw him around like he's nothing. And we, we've we seen his power. He can punch a door right off. He, yeah. you know, he, he just punched the, went to punch Boy Allen and missed and destroyed this tree. Yeah. And here she is just holding him back. Like, she's just holding his wrists and just throws him against this tree, like, 50 feet away yeah i was like yes she's like you know she's badass yeah i I like that see and this is this i was i like this book overall but this is really kind of part that tied it back up other than the fact there was no super villain fight at the end yeah you know but i like this because this is even a, a unique resolution because they've taken robot boy down they're tying him up and you're just like oh they're gonna put him back in the coffin yeah nope they take him to dinner Right, and that was just another, again, if, didn't that feel to you like a thumb to the eye for kind of most storytelling? <laughs> yeah, it, it reminds me of very like um, Helen Keller, like the miracle worker stuff, right? It's like, you know, everybody else is like shunning this, this person that, you know, has just been shunned this whole time. And he's just like, no, no, let's sit down and have dinner. Yeah, You're no, going to no. learn to be civil. Yeah, you're just trying to kill us. Now you're our best friend. Yeah, and everybody else, the whole rest of the family is like, uh, okay. But I think you know? it was a nice surprise. Wasn't it a nice surprise that they're actually folding this kid into their group? Like, oh, I, yeah. didn't, I didn't see it coming. Yeah. I really didn't. It was a nice, pleasant surprise. You're like, wow, he's a, and he makes a cool kind of addition to the family here. Yeah. You know, in this, we can kind of talk about this at the end. The other piece I got off of Mr. Allen this whole time was a very Xavier from X-Men vibe. Right, yeah. And it's just like, and this kind of sealed it. Like, he's gotten older, he's gotten wiser, and he just, at this point, just wants peace. Yeah. Yeah, he can jump in, he can be all badass and stuff, but he just wants some peace. Yeah. And he wants to protect, and he already saved two children, which is where you find out that the two kids, his two kids are not his biological kids. Yeah, they flash back to that first panel we saw, right? It's just, of course, and they, they clarify that, that... They're adopted, and yeah, you guys got blonde hair. We get uh, black hair. Yeah, and the kids aren't stupid. They're like, uh, yeah, we figured that out a long time ago, but whatever. You're still our parents. 
another thumb to the eye to you know nice little refreshing piece of writing right the kids are yeah. just like cool with it we're like no we know we're adopted we've always yeah. known they didn't storm <laughs> off but you're not my mom and dad yeah you're not my dad yeah and then, <laughs> then comes the confusing part is where they're all having a toast yes and he's he asked robot boy how old are you? he's like 13 he's like no wine for you it's like this kid doesn't look 13 <laughs> at any point and yet they called him pipsqueak earlier and it's like what this makes no sense <laughs> you're getting you're in the weeds there because i was just like Ugh. well i kind of accepted at that point that Ugh. he's referenced as a child just not drawn as one sometimes so yeah i'm sticking with it in my head that he's a he's, he's a child but if he's part robot part man alcohol probably doesn't affect him yeah maybe yeah maybe good question you know we don't know that and yeah. like and the and the kids are only a few years older than he. I mean, they they got the wine, and the, yeah. you know that's an odd thing, right? For this kind of family, you'd think there'd be like wine for everybody. Who cares? You know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, earlier on, I shot a guy in the face in our living room. So you know, who cares about yeah. wine? And they're standing on their dinner table and making this toast, and it's just like. Uh, and then I thought they were going to do it. I thought they were going to do that thing uh, where they, uh, you know, where they would say we're the October faction, where they. You know, call out the title of something like in movies, right? Really, yeah. Hey, I like that. Hey. <laughs> Remember that Family Guy where he's always yep, like, "That's ah, exactly what I was thinking." That's, ah, what thinking. Well, that's where they got it. That's the moment. <laughs> but they're like, "We are the October Family." <laughs> yeah. I was all, "Oh, well, that's fine." Yeah. Maybe so. that's the old. Uh, you know, they're trying to bust some of the tropes. You know, Maybe. Steve style here, or they had to decide the name of the title when they wrote that part and they forgot to edit it out. Right. <laughs> or in Italy, when this is translated, it's actually October Family, you know, something, yeah. whatever. <laughs> but we so, got to go ahead. I was going to say, so then they just kind of wrap it up with the, the deputy finding the hole where the uh, the guy crawled out of. Yeah. So the cops are getting involved. So, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted immediately more of this. And you're right. It wasn't on Unlimited. I was like, darn it. That, that was my problem. I think I would be happier kind of reading volume one and two back to back. But, you know, it's a testament to the writing when some, when a comic ends and you're pissed that it's over. Well, I I think I was pissed that it's over. I would have been fine if they had the supervillain fight at the end. Yeah, maybe if, that's... If the zombie dude had been out and they kind of went through their thing, I would have probably been fine and said, okay, I can wait. But the fact that it's just like, okay, you know, what yeah. happens? Maybe we're getting that. Maybe that's uh, what the sense of, uh, like, like I said, there's been a bunch of thumb to the eye moments of of tropes and writing, and that he didn't want to. Maybe he's he's that he's a what you, the contrarian. He's like, no, I'm I'm not going to do a boss battle. No. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's Steve's thing here. Steve Niles, maybe. the writer. But yeah, we got to read more. We gotta we gotta I gotta see this. I gotta see what what happens. Yeah. I want I more added of it. it to my wish list. At some point, if it goes on sale, I'll get it. Good um, pick, man. Good pick. Thank you. You didn't read the trade, though, right? You read the individual? I read the individuals. See, the trade at the end had the alternative cover gallery. Mm. So that was kind of nice. I'll go and take a peek at that. They have the map of the town. Oh. I'm traveling to Comixology as we speak to uh, log in there to look at it, but that's cool. Map of the town. Yeah, and it puts. I think it puts all the places they talked about on there. Oh, nice. I like that. I like that yeah. it, you know, it establishes the world a little better. Mm-hmm. Very nice. I'm going to go take a peek. But good pick, man. In the uh, the Thank first you. ever, uh, you know, 
new comic book to you. Is it new NY new to you comic book day? That's the new hashtag. Yes. New to that. you. Yeah, because there are no new comics. So good pick, man. I'll pick the next one. And the next one, I already did pick the next one. It's Immortal Hulk, Volume 1. So how far into you are? I'm uh, seventy, page 76 of 132. Haven't started. Page okay. zero. All right. <laughs> the cover. Well, uh, yeah, there, it's 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 got the accolades. Immortal Hulk people people kind of rave about it constantly, and uh, I think it's like thirty or forty issues in somewhere in that neighborhood. Well, and I own all of them, so awesome. I'll be I won't be having the same issue with that. I'll the Alex Alex Ross covers. Yes, just beautiful, beautiful stuff. So, Immortal Hulk will be the next one. But thanks, man. Acto- October Faction, good pick, Steve Niles. Damien Worm, I love it. Good, good pick, man. Can't wait for the next one. Alrighty then. There you go. Good stuff. I hope you enjoyed the review of October Faction Volume 1. You should definitely check it out. Give it a read. I'm also going to be checking out the uh, Netflix series of October Faction. I just added it to my watch list, so I'm going to definitely check that out. You should as well. I hope it has the same kind of tone and hue and feel of the October Faction comic book, but we'll see. So uh, thank you again, uh, Michael Norris, my co-host, for joining uh, and starting this new uh, new way of reviewing stuff. And uh, his, uh, uh, he, that was his pick, October Faction. My pick for next podcast is Immortal Hulk, Volume 1, so check that out and we're going to be reviewing that on the next podcast and if you'd like to support us please help us out go to sunspotscomics.com slash support so see you next week to be continued if you're looking for a place where your love is shared the same for the stories where the hero saves the girl somehow Comics now.